Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali and I, are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Today we're going to be looking at 1 John chapter 2, and we're taking back um, verses 12 through uh, 16. And so I'll start reading these, and then we'll uh, review these. And again, we're reading this within a context of John talking about Jesus Christ being the light of the world, the life itself and love itself verse 12 i'm writing to you little children because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake i'm writing to you fathers because you know him who is from the beginning i'm writing to you young men because you've overcome the evil one so he's talking to the little children to the fathers and to the young men But then, you know what? He says it again. I write to you children because you know the Father. I write to you fathers because you know Him who is from the beginning. And I write to you young men because you're strong. And the Word of God abides in you. And you have overcome the evil one. Have you ever seen in Scripture, when you you guys read this, have you ever seen in Scripture somebody who writes the same thing over? Well, this is what he's done. John's said the same thing. He's written it twice. He's written to the little children, the fathers, and the young men. And how important it is to know the Father, to know Him. To know the Father, which is God the Father. To know Him who is from the beginning. That's Jesus Christ. And the Word of God abides in you, and you've overcome the evil one. We're talking about God the Father. We're talking about Jesus Christ. And we're talking about the Word itself, the Word itself of God. And then in verse 15, he says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now we're switching. We're talking about how important it is to love God. And then we're contrasting this, how important it is not to love the world. Why? Because we're talking about it within the context of Christ being the life, the light, and the love.
that is stark contrast to what the world has today. Verse 16, for all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. What comes from the Father? Jesus Christ. And as verse 17 says, And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. So, let's take a second and understand a few things. It's all about Jesus Christ. This whole thing is about Jesus Christ. He is the, the life, the light, and the love in this world. There's nothing in this world that's going to last. This world is passing away. And God is saying, I mean, John is saying, God is saying through John, you've got to love me more than anything in this world. I've got to be, the Word of God has got to be the focus of your life. It's got to be everything that you put your energy into in this world. That's what it's about. And it's to the point where you've got to say, you can't love anything in this world. The only th- you've got to put your love to the Father. And so that's not to say God doesn't love the world, you know, because for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You know, that's John three sixteen, right? But you can't love this world. You need to love God because God loves you. And he's saying, fathers, little children, young men, if you know him who is from the beginning, if you know Jesus Christ, if you truly know him, your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven on his name, on his name's sake. So, by Jesus' name, not by anything you did, your sins are forgiven. And that's sort of like you're being reconciled. Just like Jonah, when he was swallowed by the fish, he he was praying for forgiveness, probably before he succumbed to the fish. Jonah's situation sort of was an ill to me as an illustration of the gospel message. We know the name of Jesus Christ. We can ask to be forgiven, not according to our own name, but according to his name. Our sins are forgiven under his authority, under his name. It's like going into a store and being able to say, I'd like to um have my debts canceled under the name of so-and-so. And they say, yep, your, your debts are all canceled. You're done. You're good. 
It's like being accepted into something based on somebody's recommendation. Somebody says, nope, you're, you're good. I, I stand up for you. You're in. You've been given a pass. You've been given forgiveness under the name of Christ. But that's just the beginning of your walk here. Just like Jonah, after he's prayed to, to be forgiven, and then the, God hears him, his prayer, and allows the fish to spit him back up on, on dry land. That was just the beginning for Jonah. What did Jonah have to learn how to do? He had to learn how to go. Arise and go to Nineveh to tell them about the of, of, of God's Word. He had to learn how to obey God. But that wasn't enough. He had to learn how to love as he was doing it. And to learn how to love is what John is talking about. He's talking about love. He's talking about Christ is love. And the way we love Christ is to follow His commandments. And His commandments were to love God and to love one another. And He's, he's in the middle of this discussion on love and he is so uh, he is emphasizing this point so much it's like he says it over and over he says I'm telling you I'm talking to the men I'm talking to the children I'm talking to the young men I'm talking to the fathers I'm talking to the children I'm talking to the young men you know he's saying it in that way over and over so that nobody misses the point. You tell them what you're going to tell them. You tell them and you tell them what you told them. That's what John's doing here. He is saying it over and over. He is, he is applying it over and over. So that nobody misses the point. Little children. Young children. Your sins are forgiven on Jesus' name. Young men. You have overcome the evil one. You have been able to overcome your sins. Why? Not through your own power, but through the power in you by the Holy Spirit. Young children, your sins are forgiven, not through anything you did, but through Jesus' name itself. Young men, you've been able to overcome it through the, the power of the Holy Spirit of Christ in you as He is in you. You can't do it yourself. Why? Because your body is still a mortal body. It's still a sinful nature. But now you have the righteousness of Christ in you. You know, He says it over and over. You, you know, little children. And He talks to them as their little children and their little children as spiritual children. And they're even little children in the sense of they are, we are children of God. Because when we believe in Jesus Christ, we're reborn. We're reborn again. So we are to Him as little children. Doesn't matter how old we are in terms of age, but 
We are little children to God. We have been born again. And he's speaking to them as those who have been born again, born again in Christ. Little children, your sins are forgiven under Jesus' name. Young men, now the little children grow up, they begin to get a little bit more spiritual maturity. You don't live your life just based on Jesus' name. You live your life overcoming the evil one. How do you overcome evil? With good. Where does the good come from? From Jesus Christ. How do you come the, overcome the evil one? With goodness and love. Where does the love come from? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is love. Jesus Christ is light, meaning truth, meaning purity. He's the light in a dark world. He is the love, the only love in a hateful world, in an evil world. And He is life itself. What kind of life? Eternal life. All other life is only temporary. He's talking to the children. He's talking to the young men. Yes, you have overcome evil. You've overcome the world. Don't let the world overcome you. Don't be overcome by the world. Overcome the world. Overcome the world with good. Overcome the evil in the world with good. He's telling the young men, you have overcome. How do you overcome? Through Jesus Christ. Through His Holy Spirit living in you, abiding in you. That's how you overcome. Little children, your sins are forgiven. Young men, you have overcome. We're talking about the gospel message here, folks. He's, he's illustrating the gospel message as it plays out in people's lives. Our sins are forgiven. And as Christ abides in us, we have the power to overcome this world. We can overcome our own sins and we can overcome the evil in the world through the love of Christ. Because that's the commandment that Christ gives us, to love God and to love one another. And when we do that, that's the gospel message. It's through faith in Jesus Christ. And as we do this, he's talking to the children, he's talking to the young men, and guess what? He's talking to the fathers. He's talking to the more mature folks too. He's sort of addressing them chronologically. The children get forgiven. That's sort of like early Christian after they hear the gospel message. The young men overcome the evil in their world. As we mature, the, the, the Holy Spirit living us, in us allows us to overcome the evil that we have in our world, in our own lives. And then he addresses the fathers, the more mature. And what does he say to the fathers? Because you know him. How do you know him? How do you know the Lord? You know Him when you have His Word in your heart, when you abide in His Word. You know Him 
If you if you don't know His Word, you can't say you know Him. Because to know His Word is to know Him. So He is encouraging all of us to stay in His Word, to read His Word. And that's what we're trying to do every day. To stay in His Word. To read His Word. To follow His commandments. If we aren't following His commandments to love Him and to love one another, if we don't have the love of one another in our hearts, we can't say we know Him. Because if we know Him, we follow His commandments. That's what He's... That's the point He's making. If we say he, we know Him, we will be following His commandments. And if we don't have His words in our hearts, then His words won't be coming out of our mouths. How do you know somebody loves the Lord? Look at what they do. Overcome the evil with what? With good. With good that you do. You don't overcome the evil by thinking about it with good. Prayer is something you do. You can overcome the evil with your prayers. Good deeds is something you do. You can overcome evil with good deeds. Love manifests itself in so many capacities. Whether it's patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. The qualities of Christ that we were talking about in 2 Peter are what we need to be striving for. Are the qualities of Christ. So that's how that's how we overcome evil with good, with goodness, with Christ, with the Word of God. Christ is the personification of the Word of God. With the love of God, Christ is the personification of the love of God. If we have Christ, we have His Holy Spirit. If we have His Holy Spirit, we have His Word in us. We have His love in us. We have His life in us. We have His light in us. And then we become life. We have eternal life. We become light. We become the light of this world. Christ in us. We become the light of Christ. And then we become the love of Christ in this world. The representation of the love of Christ in this world for others to see as we walk as He walked. So, we cannot love anything in this world. The only thing we can love is Christ. So, we'll stop here, today being Friday, and that means um, we'll take a break for the weekend, and Monday we'll start off uh, as we continue our study in this very, very strong book of 1 John, as we talk about Jesus Christ being the life, the light, and the love 
of of this world. So from me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your heart centered on Christ. Now I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great and look forward to hearing what you have to say today. God bless you all and we'll see you next time. Hello. So today's teaching is coming from 1 John chapter 2 beginning at verse 15 to verse 16. So John has been telling us um, how we as God's children can know that we are actually his children. How we can have that assurance. You know, like how do we know? Um, You know, in our previous studies, we looked at um, it's not about, you know, how you walk. It's about where you walk. It's about our attitude. You know, what's our attitude towards sin? Um, You know, Dr. McGee pointed out that, you know, there's two types of sins. There's sins of commission and sins of omission. So the sins of commission, obviously it's, um, you know, you know, doing something wrong that is actually wrong as a Christian. And then, you know, there's sins of omission where you know to do good, but you don't do good. And this is um, actually quoted from the book of James. So, you know, as a Christian, you know, are you not only doing, you know, uh, those things, things that I said, you're not supposed to do them, but what about the things that you're supposed to do as a Christian? So um, it's our attitude. And, you know, as a Christian, you know, how, you know, do you enjoy living in sin? Um, if you actually enjoy living in sin, then there's something radically wrong with you because you're not supposed to actually enjoy living in sin. We're supposed to go out back to, to God and cry out to him um, and confess our sins, be on God's side. And, um, and, 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 and God will hear us and we'll have fellowship with, with God. It's not about uh, the security of a Christian, um, you know, because we can't lose our salvation. Christ already died for us on the cross. This is about, um, you know, fellowship with, with, um, with God. Are we still having that fellowship with God? Um, you know, how are we living? What's our attitude? So how can, you know, how can we have that assurance as, as a child of God? Like we're actually children of God. Uh, we're his children. So the way that we can actually know, um, you know, and have this assurance is by the fact that we love him and that we actually keep his commandments and you know he here we are actually not talking about the ten commandments these ten commandments you know were given to a nation you know from the old testament you know and um and these commandments are what the civilized nations today you know have based their laws on so here we're talking about the commandments that christ actually gave from the book of first thessalonians so 22 commandments were listed and here we are brought now into the holy of holies in um you know that personal relationship with um jesus christ so someone had uh dr jb mcgee pointed out that someone has made um this division in um you know the new testament so in the epistle to the romans um it's it talks about how we you know we come out of the house of bondage in that um the, the the epistle to the Ephesians, it's how we enter the banqueting house. And um, in uh, Hebrews, it's how we actually approach the throne of grace. And here in this little book of First John, it's how we actually approach the divine presence of God. So we can have assurance that we are a genuine ch- you know, child of God or we're genuine children of God, not only... Um, you know, be a proof of, be a proof of it to our neighbor that we are a child of God, but to ourselves as well because of our obedience into 
you know, unto uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. So are we obedient to him? So we can only be obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ is, uh, if we actually obey his commandments. So um, it's like in the home, you know, as a child in the home, um, you know, you, we can, um, if we actually, um, you know, we obey our parents, they set up uh, rules and regulations in a home and um you know for us to be pleasing to our parents and our you know like and and show respect to our fathers to our parents um only then you know do are we obedient to you know the rules that are actually put up in the in the home so as children of god we ought to be obedient unto him so that um you know we we ought to want to actually please him um, you know, it's not all the time that we'll go around pleasing, uh, you know, pleasing God because we're not perfect. Um, you know, many times we're going to fall short of the glory of God, but as long as we get up, dust ourselves up, go back and confess our sins to God. So we ought to please the Lord, um, in all that we do, whether it's socially in the business world, it's at home, we ought to, you know, want to please God in everything that we do. And this is the motive for obedience to Christ, to have assurance you know, when we're obedient, then we will have that sure, sure assurance that we are his own. So Jesus Christ has one, had once said, and it's written in scripture, if you love me, keep my commandments. So we have today a lot of God's children who are obeying, you know, outwardly, you know, they put up an outward show, you know, they're using some rules and some regulations and some gimmickry, you know, taking short-term courses and, you know, they're very religious, you know, outwardly. And, you know, they're not doing it because they love the Lord. They're doing it for show. You know, um, many times Dr. Mee has pointed out, like, you know, when we go to the Lord, you know, we should go with joy and we should, it should be fun and all. It shouldn't be like something like, you know, we're trying to pull up our bootstraps and trying to, uh, like, you know, uh, grind our teeth and you know it should be something that you know should be joyful um so you know don't let's not do it outwardly let's do it you know wholeheartedly from our hearts so a child of god will have um you know that rested assurance um because they actually obey the lord uh god because they actually love him so you have to love the lord in order to actually obey his commandments so only if you love god that's the only way you're going to obey his commandments one won't have that uncertainty in their hearts and start questioning am i really saved so salvation is based on love and we love him because he loved us first right so uh john divided um the christians into three groups so um if i read here uh you know he like f starting from verse 12 where he he said i write to you little children so they were little children and um these are little born ones this is you know a picture of all believers you know at a certain point we begin um as little born children as believers and we all go through this stage at one time and then you know the second division was the fathers um that's another group because they have known him from the beginning that is from um you know the beginning in the old testament the old testament stains from the beginning of the coming of christ into the world so they have known him um they have known the lord from his incarnation through his life until the time 
he was crucified on the cross and raised from the dead and the third group is the young men you know and he writes to them because they have overcome the wicked one so he says um i write to you little children because you have known the father okay so here um that's um yeah i have i write to you little children because you have known the father so here um sorry yeah um this is a different word here for little children uh, as opposed to the first time little children was mentioned in verse 12 so um this is the place where we all begin um so and nothing can actually be added to this so this speaks of believers young and old uh, whether you're a mature saint and all this speaks to um, all believers because we all um, you know come to know the father and that's where we begin from it's like a life cycle you know you begin your a little fetus and then you're born and then you you know you have to um, crawl sit walk so um, it actually speaks of all believers young and old to know him and you can't go beyond this um, and this is the one that Paul mentioned when Paul wrote to the Philipp to the Philippians at the end of his life, he said that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. So this refers to, you know, you know, as a little child, you get to know him. So how do we know somebody? It's actually by living with him, by living with that person uh, on a day base on a day-to-day -day basis. So the only way we can actually know the Lord Jesus Christ is in the word of God. So the word of God is like food. So we should have it regularly. God is the bread of life. And this is the only way we can actually grow through God's word. It's by daily study. So if we are to know Christ, we are to live with him on a day-to-day -day basis. And we will live, uh, and he actually will live with us. So, um, you know, things like small courses that people take and, you know, sh you know these, you know, shortcuts. Um, and you know these rituals and you know quick fix um, programs they don't help at all it's a journey you know you have to start somewhere and you have to do it daily on a, an everyday basis you have to meditate upon the word of God that's the only way you will know him so now um, you know John had also said um, I write to you fathers because you have known him from the beginning so this speaks of those who that are growing because they know him and they have been living with him so these are the mature saints so um um here in scripture it also says um i i've written to you young men because you are strong and the word of god abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one so he he didn't mention the fact that you know the word of god abides in you earlier when he said i write to you young men he had just written i write to you young men because you have overcome the wicked one right so he, he didn't mention the fact that the, you know the word of god abides in you so now here he goes on and um he says that and he gives um the secret to um you know them overcoming the wicked one that's how they overcame the wicked one through God's word because they know the word of God and um, you know God's word says they overcame it by the blood um, of the lamb so 
you know, when we rest in the Lord Jesus Christ and he becomes personal and real to us and we can actually talk to him, um, you know, we can overcome anything. So we can overcome the wicked one with God's word, which is the sword of the spirit. No matter how many small courses you take, um, you can't actually mature if you don't, you know, stay in the word of God. You have to stay in the word of God. There's no shortcuts. There's no ands, ifs, or buts about it. So you need spiritual food to be strong. Just like you need, you know, regular food in the physical world to be strong. You need that spiritual food to be strong uh, in Christ to overcome the wicked one. So at verse 15, okay, that was a recap from yesterday's study. So now here, verse 15 reads, Do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So here, um, John, he does not mean the world of creation. You know, that is, you know, the system and order of creation today. You know, things like nature, the seasons, the flowers that blossom and all. We should love that. This is God's creation and we are to love this. He is not talking about humanity here. You know, that is mankind. So we are told God so loved the world. So what world did God love? Like, you know, in, um, in John 3.16. Um, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So what world did he love? God loved the people, uh, human beings. So here, John is talking about the world system that we are in today. So there is a world system that is evil. And it's uh, mentioned in uh, John 14, 30. Let me just turn to the book of John 14, verse 30. He, it says, I will no longer talk much with you for the ruler of this world is coming and he has nothing in me. So who's controlling the world systems today? Satan, right? So the prince of the world system uh, and this civilization that we are in today with all of its governments, um, they actually belong to uh, Satan. He offered Jesus Christ the kingdoms of the world when he was tempting him and um, it all belongs to him and we are not to love this world today. So uh, John 16 verse 11 mentions it again. So let me just turn to the book of John. So that's John 16 11 and it reads um, of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. So Satan is controlling the systems of this world. So the system that uh, is satanic, that's in this world today. That's what uh, is being talked about here. And um, you also have this in Ephesians 2, I think it's verse 20, when he actually speaks um, here of the foundation of the world. And in uh, verse 4 of chapter 1 of Ephesians, um, it also speaks of... Uh, the material creation so he's talking about the material creation but in chapter 2 verse 2 of um, the book of Ephesians okay let me just turn to the book of Ephesians uh, hope I turn there quickly enough okay so in Ephesians 2 verse 2 it reads um, and you he made alive who are who were dead am I reading the right thing yeah um Actually, yeah, Ephesians 2 verse 2. Um, yeah, it reads, And 
you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. That's verse 1, sorry. In which you once walked according to the course of this world. So that's the world he's talking about. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So that's the world system that is being talked about. So um, the course of this world is a world that's filled with greed and selfishness, ambition, you know, fleshly pleasures, deceit, lying, it's just filled with so many um, evil things. And this is the world that we actually live in today. And we are not to love this world. And um, that's what's being talked about here. And uh, verse 4 of Ephesians 2 reads, But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us so the lord is rich in mercy and he loves us um uh, so we ought to you know love his creation but not the, the 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 systems and that that is going on in the world today and we are to be obedient to one world um or another so in other words it's either you obey the world system that we're currently living in you know man system or uh, we obey god and um you know paul in galatians 6 um verse 14 let me just turn to the book of galatians 6 verse 14 it reads but god forbid that i should boast except in the cross of our lord jesus christ by whom the world has been crucified to me and i to the world so here Paul um, says that there stands between him and this world a satanic system across um, and both are actually bidding for him and as a child of God he's obedient to God so he chooses God and his glories in the cross of Christ so Peter speaks um, you know of the same thing in 2nd Peter 2 verse 20 which reads um, for if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ they are again entangled in them and overcome the latter end is worse for them than the beginning so uh, here, the pollutions and corruptions of the world we actually live in. Yeah, I remember we talked about like pollutions, you know, man can clean up the world. You know, nowadays, you know, you hear so much about climate change and, you know, world pollution and, oh, you can clean up the world. But what about the corruption? You know, that that's the inside. <clears throat> and then now man is also being polluted. You know, the mind is being polluted by, you know, the vile language that's around. You know, you just listen to our politicians and all and, you know, the, the pornography that's going around. So the mind also gets polluted in this world that we live in. So we can't run with the devil's crowd all week and then run with the Lord's crowd on Sunday. It doesn't work like that. You will be out of place if you're trying to fit in into God's crowd. Verse 16. Okay of uh second so first john um chapter two reads for all that is in the world the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father but of the world okay so these three things were the same temptation these three things that um i have mentioned were the same temptation that satan brought to eve in the garden of eden so that is the lust of the flesh, 
So Eve saw that the tree was good for food. That's the lust of the flesh. Um, so, you know, as human beings, we lust against worldly, fleshly things um, that are not even uh, important and, you know, that lead us astray. And then the second thing is the lust of the eye. So Eve saw that the tree was good to look at. So one can get caught up in, you know, the earthly beauty. You know, people, you know, certain things become important to certain people. You know, like, um, you know, vanity. You know, their looks become important. Their strength becomes important. Their job becomes important. So that's, you know, you end up getting caught up in worldly, um, earthly things. And then there's the pride of life. So Eve saw that the tree was to be desired to make one wise so these are the three things that's the uh, lust of the flesh the lust of the eye and the pride of life so our enemy is the world flesh and the devil and this is the same temptation that the devil brought to jesus christ and he hasn't changed his tactics at all he's still using the same tactics so let's stick to the word of god let's stick to god and he's going to guide us and um you know we're only going to become his sons if we feed on his word every day and grow in order for us you know we abide in his word in order for us to actually um to fight and overcome the wicked one so this is today's teaching thank you all for listening in it's been like um sorry for like the length of time i've been talking quite a lot but you know i hope you all enjoyed it um thank you all and god bless you all have a pleasant friday bye bye